0: Welcome, y'all, to Silver stations the podcast. This is our space to just have real conversations, to sit down, reflect, to humanize, to get to know people um, and their inner workings and the, the things that they're influenced by, shaped by, and the things that um, really make up who we are as, as human beings on a deeper level. And um, today's episode, we have... Kenneth Mejia and Jane Wynn is our guest. So Kenneth um, is, you know, when thinking about people to have conversations with and to to share a space with, um, Kenneth and Jane are, I think, two really dope people to have. Uh, and you know, the why of that, um, Kenneth being, uh, for me, a fellow Filipino American, he was a uh, green candidate green party congressional district candidate in 2018 and then now he is running for la city controller to um you know be in charge of the finances of los angeles and to bring transparency and accountability through like educating people um of these issues in the city and then jane is a co-founder of k-town for all so it's essentially like a grassroots volunteer-led organization that um, serves our unhoused neighbors in K-Town. And yeah, it, as two people really doing the day-to-day work um, to help out and to serve and to be in solidarity of our various neighbors and causes um, and fights throughout the city, um, to be able to just hear what drives them and and how people become engaged or what are the things that influence and get people involved, um, in hopes to, you know, if you're listening to shed a little bit more light on what your personal journey is and what you're going through. And so, um, and combined with that, uh, uni has been, um, in his journey as he continues to dive deeper in the work in the city, um, as an organizer, uh, as an advocate and as someone doing the work. And so, Um, him being a part of Kenneth's campaign and just seeing that all intertwined was a really fascinating proposition. And so on top of that, you know, I think it's even more powerful to hear about um, what Uni's experience has been and what has drawn him to the work and to connect with Kenneth and Jane. So check out what Uni had to say and then the episode follows right up. Enjoy y'all. Take care. Peace. What drew me initially
1: to being interested in volunteering for Kenneth's campaign were a few things. One, um, just for myself, becoming more aware of why I've been so politically not engaged and how much of our society is constructed by policy and by decisions that are being made by people who get elected But I would say for the average person, which this was me as well a year ago, like not involved in the election process of local city officials and, um, someone who I really was tuning into like national news and just like kind of consuming the, the perils of our society through like the lenses of mainstream media and, um, Feeling very disempowered with that, and so um, in this last year, not only um, wanting to get more engaged, seeing someone who looked like me—he's an early 30s Asian male—and um, I've always kind of felt like in our society here in America, um, Asians like we can play a big part in building a more just future. I've I've I felt like the proximity that we have to, uh, the traditional notions of success. Um, people call it like adjacency to whiteness. Um, I felt that growing up, you know, my parents, they wanted me to be successful in very traditional ways. Um, and I had to go through my own sort of revolution against those things that didn't resonate with me and kind of questioning that myself. And, going closer to, you know, meeting like the Danny Parks and then going more towards blackness and questioning my own anti-blackness and then why um, I had these notions already just kind of in me in the first place. And and then you tie that to history and you start start to learn more about um, just our country and racism and white supremacy. And and so seeing someone who looked like me who spoke out so fervently against um, oppression and who, you know, as someone who started to get more plugged into LA's homelessness scene, then seeing someone like Jane, who's just so, um, brilliant. She's very intelligent and savvy with social media and, um, so humble as well with the knowledge that she has. And, and so to know that these two are working together to bring more transparency and education to, uh, information that is super not sexy like cities finances and budget documents and things that like i had no interest in learning about now i know so much more just because of the six months of work that they've done to really demystify and to uh, make more accessible that information and so um lastly like i just see a lot of childlike wonder in the way that these two interact with one another um you know the this the the environment of politics is really gross and the injustices that we're all seeing and are trying to um reimagine like solutions to reimagine to really in essence build more love in the world um in the midst of all that I see such joy and their camaraderie and when I'm volunteering at the office, it's, it's so many jokes and it's just a lot of love. And so, um, yeah, I just feel really grateful to be living in LA in a time when, you know, we experienced one of the biggest uprisings in the history of our country and to be a part of the movement that's being led, um, and very much driven by, um, two young Asians um, feels really special right now. And so yeah, we wanted to have Kenneth and Jane on um, and hope y'all can feel the vibe on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check, check, check. Mike, check, check, one, check,
0: check, check, check.
2: Check. One, two, three, check. There
0: you go. Jane's a little lower than yours. Hello.
2: Okay. Yeah. Kenneth one time.
0: Mike
1: check. Hello. Cool. Okay. Good. Very on brand. He has his computer. Yeah. Almost crunching away.
3: I always have stuff to
0: do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Well, thank you all for joining us. Appreciate your time. I know you all are busy, have meeting going on, but um yeah, thanks for coming to Silver Stations. This is essentially like Silver Station started as like a kind of like a card game that we made for like connection building for people and so really it's just our space to kind of connect with folks i know obviously we brought y'all on with our curiosity and like appreciation for the work y'all do um and so but this conversation is pretty much just to learn more about both of y'all and um feel free to share as much as you don't want to or what what feels good and your relationship together, like uh, you know, working together and doing this work, and I think one of the things we we're talking about with the like the billboard of the budget, which is education, and I think education starts with seeing the people that are um, looking to make change and create change in the city, and so for a lot of folks that might not be initiated yet or are still working their way in, it's a great way to just see the human beings behind it and the people behind it, and so really wanted to just learn about y'all today and um give the context of the work through who you you all are and your journey into how you came into the work so
1: yeah yeah. i think as educators um that's what you guys are right what you're doing with the campaign and just all the work that you do the access to information you're providing for people ray and i we work in schools and the most effective teachers that we see are the ones who are like humans to the students you know and that they actually want to like get to know who they are and that makes i'm sure you could recall your your own teachers you know growing up like the ones who are like just real human beings you know those are the ones who stand out to me Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's just the premise of kind of why we appreciate y'all and have you here
2: Thank you so much for having us here yeah um we're so excited and this is i think this is going to be a really fun conversation i'm a little intrigued and nervous about what those cards hold oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> they're just backups they're backups we're, we're going to be led by our conversation so they'll pop out though
3: yeah um, thank you both for having us we are excited we love to share knowledge and uh educate people yeah. and also learn Think we're constantly learning and and uh, i think it's uh, a good thing right and i think knowledge is power so you know we're happy to be here and happy to share um you know our experiences and whatnot
0: yeah so maybe real quick just to just to start it off so we can learn about the obviously with your you running Ken's campaign um and y'all doing work together can we learn about maybe each of you share about the other person of either what what about that other person um, grounds you or motivates you or keeps you hungry um, in this relationship working together? I'll go first. I
3: mean, I'm, I met Jane uh, in 2018. She was organizing, um, trying to get support for a, uh, a shelter, homeless shelter that was um, going to be built in Koreatown. And there was a lot of of outrage, um, against that in, in, in K Town. And so she was organizing, trying to build support, doing media campaigns, doing protests, rallies. Um and at the time I was actually a a board member of the Koreatown neighborhood council. And I heard about it on, on Facebook and I thought, you know, as as a board member this is this affects our stakeholders, and I wanted to learn more. So, <clears throat> I think I went out to like a, a rally, and I didn't really like talk to her then or, or know her then. Um, but I think I was like communicating with with her on 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 Facebook, at, but through through K Town fraud. I didn't know if, if it was Jane or not. <laughs> and then I think um, you know I attended more and more of of k-town for all's meetings organizing meetings with the community uh, regarding this and just you know caring for our unhoused neighbors and i think it was um like when did we actually first start like talking about just introductions or whatever
2: um i probably showed up at the campaign office at some point
3: something like that mm-hmm. so so jane uh at the time we were, uh, we were also writing for uh, congress and uh, and I think we got in touch through social media, and so we, we invited her over to to join the campaign. So, Jane has actually been part of politics and electoral stuff here uh, since 2018. And you know, we we let um, K Town for All like use our giant campaign office for storage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> Jane, oh. Uh, always- also took photos of me at like a protest at council Member Mitchell Farrell's house like yelling at him so that was cool too so you know I mean I think it's um, you know I think it was our 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 compassion for our unhoused neighbors that sort of like brought us together and uh, you know I think the rest is history so yeah
2: yeah Um, I probably first saw Kenneth in person um, in front of Mitchell Farrell's house. So a lot of um, a lot of encounters and, you know, things happen in front of Mitchell Farrell's house because we're, we are so often there. And so, yeah, so the very first time I saw Kenneth, he was screaming through a megaphone <laughs> at Mitchell Farrell. Um, and I was like, oh, this guy is uh, probably the real deal. You know, I had like mm-hmm. a lot of skepticism for someone who was so young running for mm-hmm. Congress. Um, but then I I thought, he actually really means it, you know, everything that he's saying. And so, yeah, um, I think Kenneth is, um, someone who inspires me because he thinks that things are possible. And Mm -hmm. so he makes things happen. And it's, it's so hard to, you know, it's easy to, um, to think of these campaigns and movements that we're part of as being some gargantuan um you know thing that's like outside of our our control but then um just knowing that this all of this started because one person decided to do something mm. and so it's always um, Kenneth who you know takes a stand and says I'm gonna go run for office um and then just makes it happen and builds the team Um, so that's that's always been really inspiring to see is like how we can build a community like out of out of nothing just Mm -hmm. just an idea like we're gonna do this so let's do it so yeah
3: yeah yeah and you know we 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 launched in mid-december and you know we're 400 volunteer signups strong right now and close to $50,000 raised, then, you know, there's, um, there's a community out there that, um, we're part of that we're building that we're recruiting for to fight for a better Los Angeles. And, um, we're very lucky to have, um, Jane as, as our campaign manager. Um, you know, she, she brings a lot of, uh, organizing talent and skill and, and, um, just being able to, uh, you know, attract people who, who want to see better. Right. And I think combined, um, it's like a super talented team. Right. So we're very lucky and, um, yeah, we're, we can't wait to see what happens on June 7th, <laughs> 2022.
1: Yeah. One year from now. Yeah.
3: A little over a year. Exactly.
1: Jane, you speak to like the gargantuan kind of feeling of people thinking that these movements are, um, just like, super out of your reach and it's like oh I could never do something like that right Mm -hmm. I think the um the power of like everyday people who are just like saying yes to whether it was a compassion for unhoused people so then that's how you two met right or whatever the driving force was that it isn't like you weren't you're not professional paid activists like some might try to say and paint people as but you're just everyday people so I'm curious like who were you before all of this like where did you grow up like what were you into before who you are now
2: well i was born in vietnam and i came to the u.s when i was three i lived in the suburbs of chicago um and so like in the suburbs of chicago we don't really see that much homelessness um and so i feel like i've always been kind of shielded from the visible symptoms of poverty um in this country and then i went to um usc in in Los Angeles. So that was the first time I was in LA. Um, and then, you know, I eventually, um, got a job working in Koreatown and there's, you know, the suffering is, um, is visible at every turn. Uh, you can't escape it. Um, homelessness is rising all the time. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, just, my, my shock and horror at the condition that people are forced to live in in Los Angeles, um, coupled with my inability to, to understand, like, to accept this. It's mm. so unacceptable to me um, that people are unhoused and the city of LA has the resources to do something about it and they are deliberately choosing not to do it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's partly, um, horror and rage that drives me to, to do these things.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I was actually born near our office, like, (laughs) at Good Samaritan, uh, my, my parents are from the Philippines. Um, when they first came to california they 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 lived in hi historic Filipino town. so uh, it's it's good that we're we're nearby where we're at, located there. Um, we then moved to to Silmar in the San Fernando Valley, which is where like I grew up as a kid up until I was um, fourteen. And uh, just growing up in a um, a single mother like immigrant household really uh, put perspective on on needs and wants as a child, right? and we were able to get by and i think that always stuck with me like we were able to make the most out of things and um you know my mom always like instilled education if knowledge is power and do whatever you want just as long as you learn and you learn and you do good right and so um she always she's the type of like a filipino mom and i bet a lot of moms do this but like she'll she'll house her her mom she'll house her like four aunts and we will be like 20 of us in, uh, (laughs) in like an apartment home. Um, so that always like stuck with me on how, uh, familial she was. And I think that's how like we run our, you know, how, how, how our campaign is too. you know, we're like a little family as well. So, you know, my mom, um, just with that like background and wanting to help people pushing me to always wanting to help those who are experiencing homelessness. So like in high school, college, and then, um, you know, through early organizing, I would say, like, the the homeless population was, like, where I got my foot in the door. Um, and then I sort of started getting into housing justice with tenants in 2016 with the L.A. Tenants Union. And so, um, you know, and I, professionally, I, I, I'm an accountant. And I, I think when you couple uh, your, your job and knowledge of numbers and finances uh, with social justice, you could actually... Um, Educate people about why cities are not getting the resources or the funding that they need, and I think that's what really, um, you know, stuck with me like all the way from just growing up uh, with you know barely enough into to now being you know successful in what people would say and just running this uh, campaign of of mass education. So mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, that's, that's beautiful, man. Using your cultural ties and like that, how that like drives. Yeah, of course how you're running your campaign. I mean, I feel the vibe whenever I come to the office and whenever I'm around y'all. He's a campaign yeah. dad. That's what everyone yeah.
2: says. Mostly because of his like horrible dad jokes.
1: And, and uh-huh. like what I wear. Cause
0: I'm, I look like a fucking dad. Yes. How does that? Yeah. What is that like uh, from the things that affect you when you're young or your culture or is it seamless? Has it been seamless for y'all transitioning right into becoming involved in politics and organizing or was there moments of, Examining yourself, or like coming to terms with things, or having to transform and learn.
3: I think for for us, for me, and like a, a Filipino background, I think they they my my parents were were quiet about it. Um, they didn't know I was actually into politics until I was on the ballot for Congress, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like they're, wow. like they're like they're like oh damn <laughs> he's serious, <laughs> <laughs> and and I think and I think that's what like. The funny thing about what people know about me, about one characteristic, and you know, even Jane mentioned it is like if, if Kenneth wants to do something, he'll do it and people won't believe it until something happens. Or like they're like, Kenneth, I saw my mom was like, I saw you on ABC. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Like like stop yelling at police. I'm like, I'm like, my mom, don't worry about it. <laughs> So So you know, I think definitely our, our cultural and maybe I don't know if it's if it's Filipinos or an Asian thing, but they instill like hard work and then they just keep like their head down and whatnot so you know i i appreciate that but i also you know see it the suffering the the needless suffering happening around me and i thought like well like some something needs to happen and and so um it's just like you know why not like why not go for it and and put yourself out there and, and try to help others so yeah yeah
2: totally um echo the uh, you know people from of Asian descent often are instilled with the values of hard work and keeping your head down so as not to like avoid trouble and that's the family that I grew up in my parents were super hard working they worked in factories um they never spoke out they just tried to get along with everyone um and yeah stay out of trouble um and and now I don't know like how they would feel about having a daughter that is like you know, going to BLM protests, uh, protesting the police, uh, things like that. Um, so there, it's always, a, you know, a bit of a conflict as well, because my parents, um, they would probably rather have me focus on personal, familial um, prosperity, prosperity and success rather than focusing all of my efforts on improving society. Um, but I I have to completely reject that because that doesn't really make me bring about any fulfillment for me and Mm -hmm. so i'm focusing entirely on trying to make the world a better place and it's so cliched but uh that's ultimately like what is um driving me to do all of this Mm -hmm.
3: yeah Yeah. beautiful jane
0: beautiful (laughs) how do y'all so this is my as somebody who's learning and learn more more about your work and each of you how do y'all handle the opposing forces or how does that how do you counteract that balance or with the idea of like i'm trying to make society better i want to help and i want to contribute but there's completely oppositional forces or or people that you know may may feel like really strongly against you how do you how do you balance that within your life or process that
3: you know i think it's tough um you're trying to change people's consciousness about the way they see society and how and how systems operate and 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 it's it's not as um you know obvious on how things are the way they are because that's just how it is right because of our leaders of our politicians because the people with power make it that way right and um i think for us we're just trying to Uh, educate people in in a way that people could understand and and, and know that like this is the reason why things are bad. This is the reason why there is a large population living on the streets. This is why people are protesting police brutality, right? And so I think for for us, it's just a constant uh, uh, education effort on trying to get people to understand, even opposition, uh, whether they listen to us or not, um, just trying to get to understand our points and that it is you know on the right side of things and to be honest i I feel like a majority of people in this world are good people and they do understand and they just need to be tapped right and i think you know that's what we're doing with this education effort like even with the billboard or even um with what we're going to be doing in door hanging where where people get to see um where the money is going to go for next year for our city right and that will sort of explain to people like why things are the way they are like why people don't have playgrounds or parks open in their neighborhood why why uh people are getting evicted why are people doing xyz right and so um i think you just have to constantly stay grounded uh, because you could get eaten up and 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 if you let that happen it can be tough to get back up off your feet if you if you uh you know let opposing forces you know get in you uh in your brain and stuff so
2: Yeah, I feel like, uh, we're up against so much, um, because it's not simply a one political opponent, um, who we're running against. It's also the entire way that people have been conditioned to think about the budget and about society. And, um, for the first time, um, you know, thanks to the work led by Black Lives Matter LA and the People's Budget LA, people are questioning why so much money is going to the LAPD budget um, for the first time. And so this is a radical rethinking of everything and a radical rethinking of what it means to have real public safety. Um, So fortunately, we're seeing, you know, a lot of interest and enthusiasm for these ideas, Um, but we have to keep in mind that this is, um, questioning, uh, centuries of how this country has operated and how this entire society was built. So, yeah, it's a lot (laughs) that we're going up against.
1: And you're so graceful at doing it. I think the way y'all have been doing it, obviously the way like BLM LA and, the whole coalition, if I think about LA can, and like the way that we've been introduced to just their work over the years, there's a, it's so harsh, but there's like such a grace and a love embedded in the work. And that like vibration is like unmatched. Like you, you can't mistake that vibration of like what that is. And, um, and you talk about like tapping people's consciousness, you know, I think over the eight years of doing EINX, like that's kind of been the, The mission ultimately has been like, okay, how do we get people ultimately to become more service oriented? That's kind of where we were. So originally it was like, well, we connect them through like throwing parties and we connect them through just like fun, right? People like to have fun. And then a lot of us came from like entertainment backgrounds. And so like we were DJing and we're like throwing parties and, um, you know, who doesn't like to listen to music and go drink, you know? um and then it led into like okay so now that you have people engaged and like wanting to have fun with each other then it's like we offer workshops and we offer ways for people to educate and get empowered and then you deepen that sort of like ability for them to feel you know like a self belief that they can actually you know do more than whatever their comfort zone tells them that they can do and then the last piece was okay now practicing that you know, now that you feel like you can do something now, let's actually implement that in the community around us. You know, like we were doing work in Tijuana, Mexico or, you know, going to Skid Row. And originally our first thing in Skid Row was like doing water. You know, it was like seven years ago and like we had no idea what we were doing, you know, but we were just trying, we were practicing, you know, we were, we were actually putting things into motion. And now it's like the, I think the last year has been a really big awakening of like, it's not just about like service, right. It's like, it's not charity, it's like solidarity, and like that whole reframe, um, I think this year has been so important, and like teaching me personally on like what that means, what the difference is, um, and so yeah, just, you know, meeting, and then now I'm like volunteering with the campaign, you know, and it's like meeting more like-minded people, that's how I feel like I'm able to sustain the oppositional forces, it's like in the relationships with people like y'all, Um, it fills my cup you know like obviously I live with Ray and like you know we have Lance in the house and the community of people around us and that vibration of love is like what for me has been sustaining and I think I just again want to say how graceful and like how how much y'all admit that so thank you
2: that is such a good point because um underneath all of this work um especially with the you know seeing BLM and LA can. They focus. They are so rooted in spirituality and uh, and love, and that's uh, that makes perfect sense um, because when we're fighting things like police brutality and neglect, violence, um, and you know the lack of true public safety and housing for people, um, the the antithesis of that is love. Um, and it's never more clear than you know seeing that from you know black lives matter um, and l a can leaders so yeah
0: yep <laughs> yeah when you i've always i i like to ask this always of people that are that are in the work because it is it can be whether it's education or you know service not sweeps or people just out in and experiencing trauma or seeing trauma and, and working coalitions or people facing burnout and the different the spectrum of that where do y'all think healing uh healings is within all of that within the work within the activism within the self
2: that's such an important question that i don't have the answer to unfortunately. And I think we're all s- struggling to build those spaces right now. And, you know, I'm sure none of us um, who went into this work really fully comprehended the level of trauma and violence that we would have to witness daily. And I've seen so many of my friends um, experience the secondhand trauma, you know, when you, when you witness a sweep um, in which people's homes are crushed uh, and you see that over and over again. Um, how do you like continue doing this work without having that mentally and you know affect your your own mental health? So yeah, we're all we're all struggling to figure that out right now, but I think what's so essential is that we have a community of people struggling together right now, and you know, before um, K-Town for All, I felt like really alone and alienated because I didn't know anyone who cared as much about these issues as I do. And so having this community of people who we can turn to, who understand what it's like and who feel all of these things so deeply as well, it's absolutely essential.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think for for me personally, um, unfortunately, I... I have to compartmentalize everything, um, and there's a lot of things um, that could get thrown your way, and 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 for my own like you know safety and well being, like I have to compartmentalize everything that I see, right? Like if like if a sweep happens, I have to put that somewhere here, or right? it's like oh if someone gets evicted, I have to put that something here, like in my brain, and just like make sure because if I let it all just like hit me at once, then um, I'd break down and like Jane said it's it's traumatic like this work that we this work that is being done like what we're seeing in person and on tv police killings um you know just everything it's just it's just a lot and I think I think we're doing our best to try to find ways to um to heal in real time at the same time while doing what we have to do which is which is unfortunate because you never really have um like a break right um and so you know i think i think like what 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 jane said just having that community of of people who are struggling together to to get through is is really um i think is, is what gets us through like another day um for our team every time we go to an action or an event you know we have people who joined this campaign who who never knew about like protests or activism or or they would go alone and now they're they're joining us in in, in solidarity with big groups now we have our own like group text and everything and we're, we're doing it all together right and so i think it's just it's just really about uh you know having that 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 spiritual connection with one another um that that we're here to struggle and that we're also here to win right And I think it's uh, at the and I think that's really like a strong bond to have with, with, with people and community. So.
1: And y'all have fun.
3: Well, we have a lot of fun. I think, I think that's also the biggest thing too. That's, that's great about us is we make, we make this all fun. You know, like we, we do things that I think no one has ever thought that a campaign would do or, or even, you know, an organization. (laughs) And, uh, and we, and we, we, we have fun with it, right? Because you don't always want to be super serious all the time
0: because you'll, you'll burn out and you'll get, like, bored or something. So. Yeah. What have you learned about bringing joy to people or bringing that, that – that, how does that play in with the education of bringing joy or, or being able to make someone laugh or people ease up? I know for me, like,
3: I'm a joker. I'm a jokester. Like, I was voted, like, class clown in every – every level of school. Um uh, I love laughing and I love smiling. You can't see right now but I'm smiling. Um <laughs> uh, I think I think it's I think it's important to to make people happy or, or to be happy because if you're not happy um in, in, in this like life we have here on earth, even if it's just a day or an hour, I think it it, it really um it makes it hard uh to 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 go forward and, and, and do what you you know what your goals are in life, and so I think for uh, for us, we we make an environment that is open, that is participatory, and is also like really fun because when we see people like smile or laugh at, at a funny social media joke or, or or a graphic or or a funny video or getting pied in the face, like like we had an event where I got pied sixty times. Um, I think it really it it really shows people that we are humans and i think um people wouldn't expect that especially in the work that we do and especially in a campaign and i think if you're if you're able to connect with people on a on a holistic like human level then i think you uh you've accomplished you know that trust um uh to have with people right and so uh, i think it's really important to to make sure people are are smiling happy laughing and giving those emotions you know
2: We're definitely far from a traditional campaign. I mean, you've seen our office. It's rave lights, disco lights, and (laughs) Christmas lights. Um, And it's because why not? Mm -hmm. Like, if we have an office, like, why not make it fun? If we're going to be, you know, if we have to work in an office, um, let's just make it as inviting and appealing and as fun as possible. And we've had, like, you know, dance parties and... um, yeah, I think the work that we do is just like really tough and sometimes uh, painful. So why not have like as much fun as we can?
1: Yeah, do they? I mean, they, imbo- they embody the courage, compassion, and wonder. Those are the values that we built Yikes around, courage, compassion, and wonder. And um, that's also what this game is centered around. It's like questions and activities that are bringing that out of people. Because we think that that combination of values can bring people to the next level y'all embody that
3: yeah thank you <laughs> thank you it's uh you have the game so how
0: does this game yeah, work? well we we usually just ask cards it's it's usually a game you'll play but we have i mean if you want you could just pick one jane and then we'll see so that there's courage compassion wonder and connection <laughs> um and then you pick one it could be a question or it could be a connection this is the one it. you
3: made right y'all, y'all created this uh, yeah yeah uh, okay. this definitely a team effort i okay, think i remember you talking about this
0: at the office okay so you two can play this so this one's called stacking moves okay so um uh, kenneth and jane you can play so basically have you played simon like the game simon where you simon says uh or like uh basically one person will make a move so like kenneth might be like touch his head like this yeah so then jane would go jane might go here and then here. When okay. you go back to Canada, Canada might go here, here, then here. And then you just keep going as high as you can until the first person forgets. So it's like memory. Memory, so yes. Memory is exactly how it is. Damn. Take a couple rounds. See how y'all, y'all's all you memory is with each other. All right. Should I go first? <laughs> What's
2: up? What? Who goes Let's first? Go. Yeah, you can go. Yeah.
0: We'll have Canada go first okay. with the first move. Um,
3: you have to add one. She has to add yeah, one. Yeah, on now top. you add one.
0: Okay. Yeah, add one on top, and then Kenneth, I add a third.
3: Okay. Oh.
0: Other. <laughs> yeah.
3: add one more. <laughs> Damn. I thought she would Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, uh-huh. And
0: then. Uh. <laughs> See, she remembers. Uh, uh, um, um. Mm.
3: I <laughs> have to add one more. Yeah, uh, <laughs> other side. She does every time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh uh, uh, uh uh Boom, uh-huh. boom, uh-huh. and then. What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, one more. Yeah, shrug? shrug? So this is a high this high level. This uh, this and then the head. Uh-huh. And then this. Uh-huh. This. Uh-huh. This. Uh-huh. This uh-huh. and then uh-huh. uh, and then <laughs> and then uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the movie ahead, <your> too. <laughs> Damn. Oh, uh, dab. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Messed up. Yeah. I, wait. Oh, she oh. messed
0: oh. up. She, oh. up. She, oh.
3: up. Oh. she did that again.
0: That got really. That was a lot of. That was a oh. lot of moves. That was a oh. lot of moves.
3: Damn. That was close. <laughs> good round. Well, I was about to forget.
2: I, was like, I can't keep doing The thumbs up. Yeah. I'm like, which at which part did yeah. that stupid move that I came up with come in?
0: Uh, no. uh, good so game. Been, yeah. Maybe one more Much just life. light light yeah. question yeah. to to learn it's about stressful. you. If you had to, if if. You were to, if each other was a type of food dish, what type of food dish would the other person be and why? I'll
3: go first. I
0: mean, I don't know. What, what do you
3: like to eat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, uh, action. I would say, um, Little Caesar's pizza.
1: Mm. Why?
3: Because, um, we eat little caesar pizza at the office and um she uh she likes it because it's like gourmet uh <laughs> pizza like the 5 dollar pizza yeah. and so uh you know it just represents making the most out of like something mm. s- that you people might not value mm-hmm. you know like a 5 dollar pizza God, yes. but <laughs> she put a lot of meaning so like full of- like Gourmet pizza, she called it gourmet pizza, and so I think it, that was just uh, inspiring. So, inspiring. Making, making making something like what people view in society as nothing, but into everything. So that's, that's little Caesar's That's pizza. what you yeah. just did with Jamil your Caesar's. response
2: right there. You made nonsense! Wow.
3: I was gonna say like like some fires, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna say pizza. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah okay um um i
3: eat everything so it's like hard
2: (laughs) okay maybe i'll say like mac and cheese because (laughs) i mean this has nothing to do with like whether or not you even like mac and cheese i don't know if you do but i just feel like um because it's like it's it's wholesome
0: Mm. Mm, yeah.
2: And you are a nice, wholesome person. <laughs> oh, wow. oh,
3: thank God. you so much. Mac and cheese and little Caesars. I know, hungry. mac and cheese, wholesome, right there. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, little thank Caesars. You, little and Caesars. Mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they go together. Yeah. yeah. Little Caesar mac and cheese. It's a good team. Exactly. Both yeah. cheesy being cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both yeah. cheesy. i tell you that. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So, get you all out of here soon. Thank you so much again for taking your time on your busy day uh, one of the last questions i have is just with what um uh, jane was saying about kenneth can make it possible you know he makes you feel like things are possible if y'all were to use your imaginations and and envision the work and envision uh getting it done and winning what does what is possible in five years what is a vision of what's possible in five years to y'all
3: um vision if 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 it could be possible and it is totally possible um i think that i would love to to see a world in five years where where everyone has a home like a roof over their heads and it's totally totally doable and especially in the position that we're in um in the city like knowing the city's finances we totally could do it and um it just takes it just takes uh, a little effort and 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 uh, courage from our 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 political leaders to hopefully have that same courage as as and vision that we do. So that's one thing that I'd like to see in five years.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, in terms of what is possible, I think everything um, is possible, and everything is within the realm of achieving within the next year or so if we really wanted to, if we really had the political will. And so, of course, um, ending homelessness, um, providing everyone with a home, that's completely possible. Um, Having a public safety system that's not rooted in racial violence, um, that's also entirely possible. I mean, other countries are doing it right now. Um, and so we have to make fundamental shifts in how we allocate funding um, to city departments. So I think that's the interesting thing about this campaign is that uh, we're providing the financial information to make these things possible. If we wanted to completely end homelessness, exactly how much does that cost? And then Kenneth you know, was able to break it down. It would cost um, a third of the current LAPD budget which is $1 billion. For $1 billion, we could provide everyone in Los Angeles who is currently homeless with a home. Um, So yeah, bridging the gap of the current status quo, which is pretty dystopian, um, and and what's possible is really what this campaign is about, and we're doing it with um, money.
1: People want to learn more? Where can they learn more? You
3: can all visit Mejia4Controller.com, M-E-J-I-A-F-O-R-C-O-N-T-R-O-L-L-E-R.com, Mejia4Controller.com. You can learn more, you can volunteer, you can donate, and you could also see when our events are and also any action items we have, um, especially with the budget coming up for approval.
1: Mm, If you're listening, holler at me too. I've been trying to stay stay abreast, stay attuned to what's going on. And so, Kenneth and Jane, thank you for being here. You all are not just like, I, I call Mel like a unicorn in the city. Like you also are like unicorns in the city and, um, and also just like good ass people, man. And yeah. I think the more we can build community with folks like this, I think what a wonderful life that would I be. I think
2: the same thing about. All of you, you are all good ass unicorns. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, I mean thank you for all for what you do. You know, homie made I love how you do you, you throw parties to bring people together. Like that's that's love, man. Like I I love partying. I don't party as often as I used to, but I think we totally should once the pandemic is over. You know, we'll do a combine do a campaign thing together. Hey. Just yeah. music, good vibes, <laughs> turntables, that backyard to your left, barbecue. You know yeah. exactly. So no thank you both for having us here and if there's anything we can do to uplift uh, you know anything y'all are working on or even your your podcast or anything just let us know so. thank you
0: yeah just for me thank you for humanizing I think part of the education especially for our community and just getting people engaged is the realness you see real people and it's y'all are very it's very clear y'all are heart centered and you're driven and that natural goodness and that you want what's best for people you want yeah, you want, you want the basic needs for your fellow people, and that's truth, and that's real. and Yeah, I hope for those of you listening, just that you take that and you, you drive that and you find a way for you to act or for you to engage in, in whatever way fits for you right now. So.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. It was such a great conversation, except for that part when I lost the game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's tough, yeah. I'm a, I'm a dancer, so I, I know choreography. Yeah. Uh,
2: upset. No. Yeah.
3: I got to <laughs> teach her how to dab. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, y'all. Thank all right, all. thank you. Thank
2: you. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> yes, yeah. sweet.
0: God.